Hello and welcome to the Indian Incursion Podcast. My name is Vaughn Hyde, and as always, I'm joined by Josh. How are you doing today, Josh? Doing great. The two... Oh, I almost said trio. Not trio. The two not trio at it again. I'm so glad that you said that. I, I've never had a <laughs> moniker before that was so special and so weird. The two not trio just sounds so good for the both of us. Yeah, I like it. I'll keep I'm it. I'm very happy that it exists. Yeah. <laughs> So if you guys don't know, this is a podcast entirely about indie games. Uh, on occasion, we might cover a big story or something, or I might rant about how annoying Red Dead Redemption 2 is. But otherwise, yeah, this is this is all about indie games. So if you guys like indie games, make sure to follow us. Eventually, I will get off my ass and put it on podcast feeds. But one day. no idea when that'll happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll one day there. this podcast will actually be a podcast. Episode <laughs> Eventually. Incoming. I mean, I'm not saying that's how long it's going to take, but <laughs> you know, yeah, who's to say? Probably. <laughs> so what have you been playing this week? All right. So what haven't I been playing? Uh, I've been trying to spend a little bit of time on just about every game that I've talked about earlier in uh, these podcasts. So I've been playing a little more cross code. I, I'm really trying to get through that so I could do a review for it, but it's taken me so long just because this game is huge. Um, that I don't know what I'm going to do on that. But um, as always, very fun. Can't really say enough good things about it other than, Jesus, is it mechanically demanding? I am so surprised halfway through how much they expect from their like fan base. <laughs> but, um, but they did actually make a uh, baby-ass baby mode part in it by allowing the puzzle mechanics to go slower and also to go from either 100 and 20 percent intervals down all the way to zero of how much damage you take um but as much as i'm like i want to do that because i'm getting so frustrated i i'm just i'm forcing myself to to not use it to actually beat the game how it's meant to be but man it's it is quite a quite a game um it's it's tough. I don't know if you've had an, uh, had a chance to check it out or if you've seen it, but um, for the most part, I would still very highly recommend it. But it is a toughie. Yeah, I haven't checked it out yet, but anytime that like it, like I've said several times before, I'm fucking terrible at video games. No matter how much I love them, I'm terrible at them. So I just like I always go the easy. I'm just like I don't even fucking care. I'm just yeah. easy. <laughs> and then if I beat a game and really, really like it and decide that I'm not complete trash at it, I might try hard, but I'm like, nah, I just fucking pop it down to easy. I'm in it for the story. I'm not in it for the, for the glory. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I probably would have been more inclined to do that, but this patch, uh, it came out when I was like, so there's like 10 chapters, I think in the game. And I was already into chapter like six or so when it came out and they were like, we can make it easier for you. And I was like, I've already gotten this far. I might as well keep trucking along. Um, but it's been good so far. Other than that, I've been playing, uh, save me, Mr. Taco, um, I'm, I'm pretty torn between that game. I like it, um, but I also feel like it, it... I don't really know how to explain it, but it, it just feels like something that... Um, it's really good with the way they do it, but it can be very, very frustrating um, in certain scenarios. So I'll give you an example. They have a lot of levels where um, it's stage-based, kind of like... Um, 
any of those games where you just have level one, level two, and you just you walk through a map to get to that level. Yeah, it's like your standard platformers. Kind of. Um, or 2D platformers, like old pixel platformers. Yeah, so it, it really ties into that. And one of the things that they do is a lot of those levels are uh, normal levels where you go into it, you do some platforming, you get to the end of the level, it's done. You get to the next one, which is nice. But then they have, as a variation, like town areas or like dungeons kind of, where you'll walk into it as if it's a level, but then it'll be like a town where you get to, you know, talk with everyone and, and go through and meet all the people and do whatever you need to do for that town level. Now, in certain cases, as you get further on, you basically have this scenario where right now I'm stuck on a level where I go to a village, I talk to a lady, she invites me into her house, and then all of a sudden, uh, basically, I get thrown into a dungeon halfway through. So I then play she the says dun- a dungeon in her fucking house. Yeah, I don't know exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> they haven't explained it yet because I haven't finished this level. But so basically, I'm I I get there to the dungeon part, and then I have to I have to play it obviously. So I'm going through the dungeon, and I died. And what happens is they don't have a good system of bringing you back. So instead, you walk through the level, talk to the old lady again, go get kicked into the dungeon, and then try it again. So there's a lot of wasted time and just areas where I feel like it's so frustrating, especially because they also have boss battles where they'll give you a skip, where if you got to the boss, they'll allow you to use this like this weird bubble looking thing that'll take you right back to it on certain levels but then it doesn't do it on these so i'm so confused as to why they would put a skip mechanic in one area but not the rest of it so a little bit of a a pitfall on where i feel like that could have been a huge improvement as far as you know the gameplay just because this isn't like at first it was very easy and i thought it was going to be so basic and i was like oh this couldn't possibly be anything but now i'm getting into these later levels and i'm you know i'm constantly having to restart and because of that it's like god do i really have to walk back through this whole cutscene and like go through everything and it's just it's time consuming yeah i feel like checkpoints are really important especially in platformers because in platformers it's like you can make a tiny mistake the the most minuscule mistake and if you have to walk all the way back through the level it's just a huge pain in the ass yeah and it's it brings me to the thought of uh like one of the recent games that came out uh from an indie perspective which was the messenger and the messenger i don't know if you've ever uh played it or checked it out um they did it really well with their checkpoints and their their scenarios of getting to certain areas um there were a lot of hard platforming areas but they would always have a good amount of checks in between so it was more on you perfecting the way to either traverse through the level or beat the boss rather than spending so much time trying to get back to that area and wasting so much time where you don't really get to you know grind out that repetition and learn the system yeah or if you uh played shovel knight um shovel knight did it really like in an interesting way where if you wanted to you could use the checkpoints but you could also just break them and you could get gems <laughs> yeah which is really weird <laughs> yeah no i didn't either because i'm shit at games but there are some people who love that shit and they just broke it and they're like i'm gonna take the gem because i'm gonna beat this in one try and i'm like what the f- <laughs> crazy person 
But yeah, I feel like that is a good, like, seemingly what the messenger has, which I haven't tried yet, and uh, what Shovel Knight did. I really like the way that seeming both of them do it because it's like, oh yeah, it's it's a decent amount, but you could have the challenge if you wanted it to kind of a thing. Or at least in Shovel Knight you could. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much uh, what I've been playing from an indie perspective other than trying out the Fallout 76 beta, but I mean, that's not really indie-wise. <laughs> a lot of people know about that one. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be just indie games that you play during the week. If I'm being honest, like, I, I really wish I played more indie games. But between, um, I did, like, an extra life stream, which I ended up getting really, like, fucked up from. My sleep schedule is all fucked up, and I didn't drink enough water, so I got sick and all sorts of stuff. It was crazy. It's definitely not good for my health. But... Between that and uh, just work, I haven't been actually able to play, like, jump in to play anything substantial. So I've just been trying to get, like, basically I just get on and do, like, one mission in Red Dead and then I get off. <laughs> like, it's it's really quick. I want to play more of Wonder Song because I just bought it. Oh, and I want to play. Game. Yeah, right? And I want to play more of Dead Cells. But at this very moment, I'm like, Ugh. I really just want to get super deep into these games, but I feel like I won't be able to do so until I beat Red Dead and, like, sate my curiosity with it. So, yeah, I, I definitely understand you, <laughs> like, wanting to only talk about the indie games you play, but feel free to talk about the AAA games. How, how did you like Fallout 76? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I'm kind of biased. I've been a diehard Fallout fan for what feels like forever now, and I've always loved the series, and I know there are a lot of people who complain about many of the things they do in it, but just the fact that I get to play out Fallout with friends is insane to me. Like, I loved it. It was hilarious. It was uh, just such a, a happy moment of being able to run through and just mow through you know a, a, a giant factory with a buddy uh it was it was a lot of fun because we kept doing it uh since this is the beta we weren't really you know we were like all right let's just have fun with it let's just go through and explore let's not really worry about quests or anything so we would just go to these really high level areas that weren't for us and it was just so frightening being <laughs> just attacked by all like a wave of super mutants a wave of ghouls and it was just it was a lot of fun running through and having that time um that being said i don't know what it will be like um just as a you know a full-fledged game how it's really going to pan out because you know with fallout it's really about the story which is going to be interesting because i feel like i won't be able to focus as much with a big group but that being said it was still a lot of fun just running through the city um or the wasteland of Virginia. And some of the monsters in there are quite unique. Uh, it's not just, you know, death claws. We saw this one, God, I can't remember the name of it, but it just looked like this giant, like gray golem thing that attacked us that we had no idea was coming. Um, there's Mothman in the game. There's a there's a huge selection of like new enemies that are there to, to really explore through. So I'm, I'm excited for it, uh, but I've only played it a couple of days. Um, just because of the way they're doing the beta in these small chunks, which, God, I hate because I just want to play the game. But, I mean, from a marketing perspective and from a, you know, fixing or bug-finding perspective, I understand. But just give me the game already. 
Yeah, especially I actually didn't think of it that way. If in like a bug perspective, so you you basically you have a couple people play, they report a bug, and then you fix it. By the time the next thing comes out, then you get more people to play test it. I didn't even think about that, but there are a lot of people who are annoyed about the way that they did the the Fallout seventy six beta, especially people who pre ordered to get the beta because. Uh, beforehand um like i think maybe within the month bethesda might have said something about it but beforehand they hadn't said anything about it being like how weird it is how it's like oh yeah you get two days now which is like four hours of those two days or whatever yeah so they were very vague about it at the start and i didn't even realize until later they also from like a marketing perspective i i feel they they really missed a couple of key aspects in here um i didn't even realize until just the other day halfway through because the beta uh is pretty much over i think the only other day is uh thursday november 8th that's coming up um but by the time this comes out it'll already be over um but they had the ability like i had the ability to give three friend codes for the beta so three of my friends could just play fallout 76 with me and i had no idea until like yesterday oh that's uncomfortable and i feel yeah and i had people who wanted like who were i was on discord with who were just there and who were like i don't know if i'm gonna get it and i feel like i could have just been like here here's the beta play with me find out if you want it and i feel like that like that's why bethesda did it and i feel like i just it totally maybe it's just me and I just did not notice, but I feel like that was not marketed heavy. And I feel like, I mean, what a good way to sucker other people into buying your game by making people's friends be like, oh, you want to play with this? You want to play with me now? Better get the game. Yeah, it's similar to the way that uh, they release like beta codes for the Call of Duty games. They always give you like two extra. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was so weird, but it's because it's a multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. You want to see how... like you want to see what it's like to play with your friends, especially in fallout. You want to see what it's like to play with your friends in that world. So yeah, I'm really excited for fallout 76. Uh, As of recording this, it literally comes out in one week, which is pretty exciting. I don't think I'm going to get it immediately. I'm going to wait for a couple reviews. Uh, overall i think it's going to be a good game but i also need to beat reddit so no yeah. idea. well if anything you could wait for my review future uh shameless plug because i will be Ooh. reviewing that game uh and i cannot wait i feel like this is going to be a game that i sink a lot of time into it looks really good it seems like a lot of people have like issues with it but it is as far as we know we don't know if it's going to be in the in the actual game the same way it was in the beta like everybody having issues with the fact that you have to wait for crafting stations and oh stuff like yeah, that. yeah yeah that i i hope they take that out that was ridiculous yeah that seems like a pain in the ass i would hate to do that yeah i'd be like dude fucking move because <laughs> me and like you're you're always and I'll, I'll stop ranting about this game but you're always hungry and thirsty in this game they basically gave it a mechanic of a survival game kind of like the seven days to die aspect to it um which first of all i hate but because of that halfway through me and you know my buddy are running through the wasteland and then at a certain point we're like oh man we're really hungry you're really thirsty we gotta we gotta cook food or we gotta boil water we have to purify this let's go to the cooking station and there's always only one cooking station so you're always like oh god damn like i gotta wait for you to get done and then i gotta do it and while i'm waiting i'm just getting hungrier and thirstier it's like just let us cook in the same pot you're just sitting there dying waiting <laughs> just to dying cook. while he's, he's just cooking like, his fuck steak. my life yeah 
She's like, come on, buddy, I'm really thirsty over here. And he's like, I gotta cook my steak, man. Wait in line. You're, yeah, you're like, hurry the fuck up, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, for me, all I've been playing is Red Dead, and yeah, it's it's a game. I Like I said the, the last time we spoke about it last week, I think, uh, the only there are a couple things that I don't enjoy about it. The menus are really annoying, um, and they're like... Their really inconsistent realism is kind of annoying because it's like certain things are super realistic and others aren't. Like, I was telling you how I got mauled by a bear and then after, like, maybe 10 minutes of riding, I no longer had, like, blood on me and my clothes were just perfectly patched back together. Mm -hmm. And the more I think about it is, like, you take damage... Okay, you take damage and I could just eat a steak and I'm... I'm 100% of full health, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's realism. I totally understand why they did that, because it's a gameplay mechanic that's existed forever, and it'd just be a huge pain in the ass otherwise. Mm. Yeah, but, I, mean, I guess so. Anytime I get shot, though, I mean, if I eat a steak, I usually feel better. So, I mean, maybe it's just different people. Yeah, naturally. It just heals your wounds. Arthur Morgan is just a freaking superhuman that runs on red meat, I guess. I really don't understand. Red meat but, redemption. Yeah, exactly. No, it just, it kind of bothers me, especially because the way people are, like, defending it, which is odd. People are like, oh, yeah, the loot mechanic is really annoying, but that's the way you would do it in real life. But I'm like, yeah, but in real life, I don't die and then wake up with $12 less in my wallet. Like, that... <laughs> I mean, you might. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I haven't died yet, and I, I generally don't carry cash with me. But if that's the way it works, I guess I'm totally cool with it. That's how it worked back in the old days. Back in the old west. Yeah, you just died and then you were revived by the Lazarus Pit, but they charged you $12 as like an entry fee. That's a lot of money back then in those days. That's a shitload of money. Yeah. <laughs> but we have talked about what games we are playing enough, I guess. I don't I don't really know. I should talk about it more, but whatever, dude. Uh, Perfect it is time. segue. Yeah, right? I'm so good at segues. Uh, for our first news story, this is over on IGN. It's not necessarily a news story. It's more of an announcement uh, that Rage and Peace is coming to Steam and Switch. It got a trailer. It got its first trailer, something like that. It's actually coming really soon. Uh, you'll notice that especially by the end of this because it's coming literally tomorrow. It's coming November 8th, 2018. Yeah, if you guys did the math on that, we record this like two days before I post it. It's because I have to edit it. But... Rage in Peace looks really interesting. Uh, its Steam page describes it in kind of an interesting way. Uh, Rage in Peace is a story-driven action-adventure with elements of surprise and memorization. Unravel the last days of Timmy's... Oh, no, it's not days. It's just day. Un unravel the last day of <laughs> yeah, Timmy's life. Day. <laughs> yeah, this would be the shittiest day ever. I guess that's kind of the point of the game. Uh, as he races against time to get back home and fulfill his sole dream of dying peacefully in his pajamas in the warmth of home in peace and with no drama. That's it actually seems like a really interesting concept for a game. And I'll I mean, it's it, I it's just like twelve ninety nine. It not a lot at all. And it looks like a really, really interesting game. Um, I'm a big fan of platformers just in general. So I feel like I'm probably going to get suckered into picking this up. And it seems like it has a lot of emotion, which is something that I really enjoy. Uh, the fact that it's like story driven is awesome because most platformers that I I have had the experience of playing, they're not necessarily like hyper story driven. It's more about the gameplay. 
which in this it seems to be almost entirely like story and a bunch of pain in the ass gameplay so i'm i'm really excited (laughs) i so i have mixed feelings i think this looks super cool i love the concept i think it's so funny that the whole premise is you're going to die but you just want to do it comfy in a chair or in a couch you know (laughs) you want to be cozy in your pajamas yeah i'll die then but like the fact like i'm just watching the trailer right now and i'm like oh my god first off they show you he dies so many times in this trailer like don't it has a death counter (laughs) <laughs> oh, I didn't even because you die that. so much I yeah in the top left corner that. yeah and uh, i'm just like looking at it it looks so sporadic i i feel like this would definitely just destroy me mentally i would be so raged out by the end of this um it, it reminds me kind of like a wings of v or one of those uh those just extreme difficult games that's like oh who can actually beat it um i would probably play this if there was an easier mode to it but it looks like this is just get through it um which i'll uh you know i'll see how the story is later and i'll see if there's good reviews on it and if so maybe i'll put the effort into it but whew, i don't know i don't know if i could put myself through this <laughs> yeah it's it's difficulty looks a lot like something like uh, super meat boy where it's like i i'm gonna want to punch myself in the face by the end of this like it, it just seems like it's for masochists kind of a thing. Like it just doesn't make any sense why somebody would want to do it. And I like the fact that it seems a lot. It's le- it seems to be less about skill and more about memorization. Yeah. But can't say I'm really good at that either. So <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I've I I hope the game does well. It definitely yeah it has an interesting premise, and I like once again I like that it's story driven. But it seems like it'll be a huge pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have to see. I mean, I'll I'll. This is one of those games where I'll probably wait on it. I'll sit on it and see what others say about it first. And if it's if it gets good reviews, then maybe I'll pick it up. But I don't know. I uh, my wife would kill me if I find another game that I'm constantly raging about. <laughs> She's like, dude, you won't shut up about CrossCode. You just need to stop she buying does. video games. She, yeah, she literally, the other day I was playing and I was raging so hard. She's like, it's not healthy for you. You need to stop. You're like, that's what games are all about. Yeah. Was, it's it's not a healthy hobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, it's all about that satisfaction once you beat it. Then you get all the health back. Yeah, it's like people who love the Souls like series. I'm just like, dude, I just want to, I just want to punch myself in the face. I, I hate it so much. Like, I, I played Neo and got, I was like, oh yeah, this isn't too bad. This isn't too bad. Got to like the third boss, and then I was like, I hate this so much <laughs> because just stupid shit would happen, and it's like, oh, the boss pattern changed for two seconds, and then just caught me off guard, and I died. And I'm like, fuck this game, it's so stupid. I hate it not exactly happy with it but i hope this game does well yeah i feel like this is definitely something i'll end up like picking up on a steam sale like later on when it's it's on sale or like how uh we talked about loot play how they're giving out indie games kind of a thing uh Uh, their subscription service yeah getting it randomly like that maybe but it's it's probably not something i'm gonna seek out myself at least not initially unless i guess it is on switch so that's you true. never know. You you might be on a plane looking at some big mouth boobies, and you're like, man, dude, I really just 
want to like kill myself right now, so I'm gonna play some Rage in peace. Oh, I forgot I told the, I told you that story. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yep. That, mm -hmm. that good old memory. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so for our next story, we are over on Twinfinite. Uh, I really don't want to say her name wrong, so I'm just gonna read the title because that is a really complex name. Uh, it'll be a while before we get to see the rest of Toby Fox's Deltarune. So. On Halloween, Toby Fox, the creator of Undertale, did, uh, he put out a game called Deltarune. Uh, it seems to be, like, kind of up in the air whether it's a sequel. Uh, he did, like, an interview with IGN where he said that it's, it's not, you don't need to think of it as a sequel because it's not in the land of Undertale. It's, like, completely different, and you just don't need to worry about it, which... On that note, I will say that the like the person who wrote the IGN article was kind of condescending because after that they say like, yeah, Toby Fox doesn't know whether it's a sequel or not. I'm like, he knows. <laughs> he just he just doesn't want to fucking tell you or it's not a sequel and you just didn't understand that. Like, it's not like he was just being dumb about it. But Deltarune, uh, I guess when you got to the end of it, it actually said that you only finished the end of chapter one, um, which is pretty interesting. Apparently, it took him several years, it seems, to make just chapter one of Deltarune, and he is saying that it's going to take a while longer to finish the rest of it. He has the story all written out, but the game itself has not kind of taken hold it hasn't become an entire game yet because he doesn't actually even have a team that is making it he's assembling one seemingly now to finish the rest of it but he is pretty much urging players that it could be years before they see the rest of deltarune that really sucks <laughs> <laughs> so first off i put the name in a text-to-speech program and apparently her name is Zyking wan or yeah. at least that's what the internet says. Um, also, actually, on the note of the article, I uh, I saw this and I was I was interested just because it's I and I don't know how long chapter one really is or how much you know was put into it because I haven't had time to actually try Deltarune out. Um, but it's crazy to me to think of how long these really take. Like a lot of people don't consider that when you know a lot of. Uh, this industry is very demanding about like oh we want our games we want this we want that and it's it's amazing how much time or investment really goes into the things that we consume you know these uh, couple of hour games are years to someone else um which is upsetting um but you know as the reality of things that being said i think it was said that he he's looking for a dedicated team to help him out to get you know obviously that done faster if you're working as a one-man band you're gonna be doing this forever um but you know maybe maybe that'll make it go a little quicker um and at the same time um going back to what we were talking about with um with not knowing if this is a sequel or not um what does it really matter uh like if it's a fun game then i think and i i know that's where he's going with this is he doesn't want to live in his shadows of that game you know he wants a clear clean slate to start and say this is a new game judge it how you will i want it to be in you know a fresh pair of eyes Especially with, yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying, especially with Undertale being such kind of like a meteoric success. People really, really like Undertale. It has this like cult following. Um, and 
releasing a sequel to it i i definitely see the allure to like wanting to follow it up but it's honestly like it seems like that would be a big undertaking where it's like not only do i have to make a game that i hope lives up to that expectation but i have just hundreds of thousands hundreds of thousands of people who are just sitting there waiting for me to make this game and see if it's better and if it's not better you know he's gonna hear about it so it's it's definitely a double-edged sword making it i imagine probably gives you it really fulfills you and it just feels amazing to create something that people really really love but on the off chance that it's not as good as undertale which i'm assuming it'll be really hard to follow up undertale because people fucking love that game i know but that's that's, it's tough to follow in those footsteps yeah and if he even misses the part slight misses the mark slightly you know people are going to be pissed so it's like i'm glad he's taking his time to make deltarune like it seems like he has it all mapped out what he wants to do supposedly it's only going to have one ending is what i've read um but it yeah he it seems like it's going to take a while for him to actually uh get the rest out which i'm totally fine with i hope it does really really well uh sequels to games often do well but you don't know if it's a sequel so i also (laughs) yeah yeah i also understand that he might not want and i don't think the person who i i i deleted the article because i thought it was douchey that that person said it i was like i don't want to i don't want to talk about this article but (laughs) Um, I thought it was odd that, uh, he basically says like, oh, he doesn't know whether or not it's a sequel, but it's like, maybe he doesn't want to tell you it's a sequel because later on in the chapters, you find out it's a sequel in a specific way. Like maybe it's really like a really interesting way you see characters that are like new kind of a thing. I don't know. It's it's kind of odd the way you do it, but it's like a, kind of like how the the Cloverfield franchise of movies. Like, right. if you watch them each, uh, I guess there's only two at the moment. But if you watched each of them individually, it just wouldn't make sense. You're like, oh yeah, it doesn't make sense how they really go together or how this whole thing is going together. Um, but then once you get to a certain part, you're like, oh shit, yeah, that that totally yeah. makes sense. I mean, it's all it's all setting expectations and setting a stage for you know him to work off of. So I and if if someone's working on this and they've created you know a, a giant story as as depth uh, driven as Undertale is, I'm sure you know it's not something where he would just start this off and be like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, there's a lot obviously that goes into a game where there's going to be pieces that change halfway through, but it's very. Um, I would find it very odd if he started the first chapter without knowing where the rest of the story was going and put this out to anyone, you know, to basically say, what do you think of it? I'm sure that he has an underlying, here's what the main concept is. Um, You know, key things will change to it, but I'm pretty sure he would know whether or not based on the story that he's building yeah yeah that's basically the way i feel too supposedly he has it all written out so i'm excited to see how it goes uh if anybody has actually played deltarune uh good yeah that's that's amazing uh for our next story it's kind of a follow-up to the last uh we are over on ign this one by joe scrabbles i'm assuming is what his name is deltarune's uninstaller can accidentally delete a lot more than the game so if you have played deltarune 
I would imagine you just keep it on your console, uh, not on your console, on your PC, uh, because apparently it's it's an issue where people go to go through the uninstaller to delete Deltarune off their off their. I keep trying to say system. I don't know why. <laughs> they keep trying to delete it off their PC, and apparently it deletes the entire directory the uninstaller is in. So. It seems like you may be able to put it in a different, like, in its own isolated folder, and that might work to keep it from deleting anything off of your PC. But otherwise, uh, Toby Fox has basically just advised people to not uninstall it, to not use... He's like, I recommend you don't use the uninstaller, is what he does. I think that's hilarious. He's just like, I just I just recommend you just keep it. That'd yeah, probably be a- the best idea. What a great way to say, no, just don't. Don't get rid of my game. Just have it forever. You need it. I know. Immediately, I went to, like, nefarious thoughts where I was like, I wonder if he, like, if he's, like, <laughs> tracking the number of downloads. And he's just ran. He just wants to keep it up high. He's, like, artificially inflating his downloads. But then it's like, really? No. This dude, like, just shit happens. I definitely enjoyed the added tidbit that he's like, yeah, it was just a coincidence. It was, like, something funny where... When you went to go install Deltarune, you actually had to sign uh, the license agreement that apparently simply reads, you accept everything that will happen from now on. (laughs) He's like, it's an unfortunate coincidence. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, they they signed off on it. Now he's just keeping all our files hostage. You can't even be mad because it was like, oh, yeah, it's a joke, but it, it's kind of like a cosmic joke. It's a hilarious joke now because it's like, now you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely enjoy I actually hadn't known this about Deltarune just entirely, uh, but apparently when he initially released Deltarune on Halloween, he actually reached out and asked people not to release anything about its story until yeah. 24 hours after the release, and a lot of people actually went for it. They were just like, sure, I won't say anything. Yeah, there was, I, I remember seeing that because there were some articles that like s- kind of tiptoed around it that were like, we'll have to see what happens, like, but it's out there kind of a thing, which, you know, I thought was nice because at least it's respectful of giving him some coverage on it without giving away anything from it. Um, but it's an interesting way that he's doing this whole reveal. I wonder, I wonder how he'll do it depending on, um, you know, is this something where he'll consider doing more of an episodic kind of release cycle based on how long this does take him? Is this going to be a full-fledged game, you know, where, I mean, obviously this is too early to really tell anything, but it would be interesting if he did something like that. I just don't know how, you know, things such as your progress would carry over and what that would look like. Yeah, especially because, I mean, if he does it in an episodic fashion, it might, like, sate people's curiosity, if you know what I mean. Like, it's it's better that, it might be better that he releases it episode by episode or chapter by chapter um, instead of just waiting until he has it all done. Because then people will just, like, it, at this very moment, he is giving people a taste. And you know that people are going to be pissed if they don't get another taste soon kind of yeah, a thing. Exactly. like. It, even if they wait like two years, I would say two years is is long enough, and then people would just start to get like frothing at the mouth. They'd be like, "Where's the last guardian?" Kind of a thing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People really don't like to wait that long for games. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and I mean, it just because eventually it's just people are gonna drop out. They're gonna be like, "Ah, eh, whatever." Or they'll move on to the next thing, or you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of 
reasoning behind when games should be revealed and when uh you know things should be notified so i i don't doubt that he has a plan in mind um but we'll just have to see where it goes or he's just a crazy person and just uh, i mean that is a is doing some weird shit (laughs) that's a very good possibility we don't know yeah, yeah, you never know. Uh, for our next story, we are over on Twinfinite. Um, this written by Darby Hallman. Hope I said that correctly. It seems like an interesting name. Uh, Stylish Fighter Nidhogg 2 is coming to the Switch later this month. Uh, it seems like Nidhogg 2 is coming to the Switch specifically on November 22nd. I'm super excited about this. I haven't played Nidhogg 2 yet, um, but I, I've played a little bit of the first and i love that it's just basically a game about dueling um i do like the art aesthetic of the first game more than two because in two is kind of like that weird like grotesque meatball like art style (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know like that just looks so uncomfortable to me uh whereas the first one was just kind of like this slick like pixel art style which i really liked it was really minimalist but the second game, yeah, they, they really went for, like, this weird art style. But I I would say that they accomplish it. But, yeah, I'm excited to play Nidhogg 2 on my freaking Switch. That's dope. <laughs> Plus, the Switch immediately comes with an additional controller, just naturally. I don't true. have to pay yeah. 65, 60 bucks to get another one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about it. But it does make sense since this is just, I mean, it seems like a two-player game. I've never actually played the Nidhogg series um i've heard good things about it and i remember i had a couple of friends who were really big into it but i just never never seemed to go with it but geez i'm looking at images of the different art style from one to two and this is just like a totally different game (laughs) like it looks yeah it's a massive departure it's like oh yeah you've got these nice little like it might take six pixels to create somebody and then in the second game it's like they're a meatball yeah (laughs) It's weird. It looks they, completely different. They went from like Microsoft Paint to like, oh god, I don't even know how to describe it. The second one just looks like, ugh, yeah, it just looks like a meatball. Specifically, this worm thing <laughs> it looks like a yeah, giant meatball looks, with eyes and a giant. It arm. looks gross. Everything <laughs> it did, Hawk Two, looks gross. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I'm excited for it to come to the Switch. I believe it's coming uh, at twenty nine ninety nine. I. Th- think i'm pretty sure it's 29.99 uh yeah coming to the switch november 22nd i'm super excited about it um i haven't played the second one pretty much at all um i don't know why i i just haven't really worried about it i feel like the art style really has like thrown me off just in general but um for our next story we are actually talking about another uh I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, for our next story, we're staying on Twinfinite. Oh, another Darby Hallman. That's where I was going. Another oh, Darby, okay. Darby Hallman article. Uh, this one, still on Twinfinite. It is Grim Fandango Remastered Get Surprise. Okay, that's a, a Grim Fandango Remastered Get Surprise Switch release. Okay, that made so much more sense after I like looked at it. But while reading it, I was like, what the fuck is this guy saying? Seems like he's missing a word. Uh, in a surprise announcement video, Double Fine revealed that Grim Fandango Remaster is available today, uh, which was November 1st. Um, 
that today uh, Grim Fandango will be available on the Nintendo eShop for $14.99. And they also announced that a special physical edition of the game for PS4 and a vinyl soundtrack in celebration of the 20th anniversary. Um, It's coming to PS4, Double Vine has partnered with I Am 8-Bit and Lucasfilms uh, to get a $29.99 release. I'm super stoked about this. I'm going to be honest, I've never played Grim Fandango, but by now, if you haven't noticed, I'm a big fan of physical media, so the fact that they're like, I can pick up this physical release for $29.99 is pretty dope. But it's even worse that I already have the game on my PS4. I could just play it now. But I'll wait until I can buy it physically. Oh, your silliness hurts me. <laughs> yeah, I I really like to waste money. I, I don't know can why. tell. Uh, every time every time I see these articles or I see something in the news about like physical release, I always think about you and I'm like, oh, why do they keep doing this to him? It's just they're just taking money out of his bank account. You just start like messaging I am 8-bit in uh, in limited run games. You're like, hey, can you shut down this guy spending too much money on your fucking video games? You gotta you gotta stop, man. You're hurting people. <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> it's an addiction at this point. Have you ever played Grim Fandango? I have not. Um, but it's it's kind of surprising because I do really like the stuff that comes out of Double Fine Studios. So I feel like it's something I should have picked up, but. I just never did. Um, maybe I will with this though for the Switch, just because um, it seems like it would be good for just to you know kind of sit on the couch and play while doing something else. Um, this seems like one of their their more old, you know earlier Double Fine Studio ones, kind of like um, the point and click adventures, going through and solving puzzles, which is fun. I don't know if I could do it for you know hours on end, but it would probably make it easy just having it on the switch to pick it up play for an hour or so and then uh you know keep going on and off yeah it's it's another game that has like a cult following people really love grim fandango so i'm not surprised at all that not only did it get a remaster it's also coming to switch and is getting a physical release so i i can't wait to see if i can find it (laughs) because it's super hard to find physical copies of games that don't normally come physically uh for our next story we are staying on twinfinite this by uh by andrew mcmahon okay yeah that's a name uh studio pixel punk reveals colorful new trailer for zelda inspired adventure game unsighted uh it doesn't look like unsighted actually has a release date or really like not really a lot of information on it in general but damn does this trailer look dope i yeah i think it looks awesome i love the the sweet pixel art that it has i think that looks amazing it reminds me a lot of hyperlight drifter which is one of my favorite games um i'm i'm super excited to see how it all turns out but there's just yeah there's a severe lack of information on the game which is a little odd um yeah you're fighting like cyborg samurais and shit <laughs> yeah okay. I, it it looks really freaking cool when i saw this i was like man how have i not heard this earlier and it looks like i was i was going through like the you know the twitter um account that they have and and through previous like videos that they posted and it feels like they don't have that big of a following which is honestly uh very surprising because i feel like this should be bigger than it is um 
one of the things that looks interesting is it's not, you know, just another one of those kind of old Zelda-esque type games where you're going through. There's also different aspects to apparently story and choice will also play a large role in Unsighted as NPCs only have a limited lifetime in game. So like this, this brands out to what could be uh, numerous playthroughs of the same game turning into a totally different atmosphere. I don't know how much it'll play into that, but if that's the case, this is definitely something I would be interested in. I love those type of games where every choice that you make matters. And especially if they're putting this into a Zelda-esque type, you know, dungeon fighting uh, type system, then bring it on. This, <laughs> this sounds amazing. Yeah, kind of crazy. Like looking at it, I I didn't realize. So in the article, he uh, the the author says that it kind of like it just flies under the indie radar. Which I mean, it's it's really easy to do. Is it's really easy to not notice indie games, which is kind of the whole reason that we started this podcast. Um, but yeah, while clicking on their Twitter link, it's like holy shit, they only have two thousand followers. Mm-hmm. They they have two thousand one hundred and. 55 because i just followed them but (laughs) (laughs) this game looks amazing and it blows my mind that they don't have more followers um especially just like on twitter and such i'm surprised they don't have there are games that get like steam pages just freakishly far in advance like they have a steam page but they have like a 20 some odd release date like i saw just the other day it was like a release date that they were like it was actually kind of odd because in their release date section it said a date in 2018 and then in the, like down below it was like this will release in 2020 and i was like what the fuck <laughs> why wouldn't you just update your release date but yeah unsighted looks amazing i love its pixel art the combat looks really interesting and i hope that people kind of notice it a little bit more i guess yeah, I, if you're listening to this click that follow button yeah, seriously, go check out uh, Studio Pixel Punk on Twitter and just click follow. I, there were a lot of actually like indie developers that I follow on Twitter, which kind of just blows up my Twitter feed because, like, of course, I'm unknown just altogether. I have 85 followers, but I follow like 500 fucking people, 90% of them indie devs that I'm just like, I want to look at your game yeah. <laughs> as you make it. They're like a couple things that I'm a hundred percent certain that they're just like fucking around in dev tools, like in Unity with dev tools in Unity, and I follow them because I just like the way it looks. I'm just like, this is interesting. <laughs> or you know, you just always follow those accounts that are just pictures of pigs and shit. That's always good stuff. I like <laughs> pictures of pigs and raccoons. Raccoons are kind of my jam too. I really don't know why. So. It's that's that's it for the news. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of news this week. It's kind of crazy. So it's time for us to move on to one of our time honored traditions. Uh, we actually changed the name of it specifically because there's a lot of crowdfunding sites apparently, which I did not know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I didn't know that, but yeah, there's a lot of crowdfunding sites. So it's time for uh, God bless the crowd, which is what we changed it to. So yeah, it's no longer God bless this Kickstarter, it's God bless the crowd. Uh, for our, we've got three different games in our uh, in our section here. We've got the Legend of uh, Toby Maru, which I don't know why I read everything because I'm just not great at reading. But you know what? <laughs> That's okay. I, yeah, I chose to be the person who reads things. One so. day you'll get it. 
right? One day I'll be able to read like at a, a third grade reading level instead of a second grade reading level. That's it's what I'm shooting for. Uh, but the other two games we have are Outworld Battlegrounds, which looks awesome, and Soundfall, which you and John seriously have like pitched a tent for. You guys really it. like this game. And I will admit, it looks amazing. I love how much it reminds me of Crypt of the Necrodancer. But uh -huh. you guys have seriously just like gone on a crusade about Soundfall, which is awesome. I said it Any... in my Twitter. This game is going to be a banger. I know it. I can see it. I can't wait for it. I, uh, as uh, probably no one knows uh, other than my close friends, um, was really really big into the ddr and itg phase uh, and if you don't know what itg is that's okay uh, it's called in the groove it's pretty much ddr but better um i used to play that all the time i was really good at it i love anything that's music game based um it really to me just looks like basically beat hazard but as a dungeon crawler and that sounds amazing yeah i I think Soundfall looks really amazing. Um, I'm really bad at like beat games, so I, I think I'm going to be anus at it, but it just looks so awesome. Uh, the two other games we have here, the the Legend of Toby Maru, I think it looks really cool, but it's, de I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, it's definitely not going to get backed. Yeah. As 31 backers, $589. And uh, their their goal that they were wanting to hit was just shy. It was like just shy of seven thousand bucks, and it's got eight days to go. I sadly don't see it getting backed, even though it looks like a really cool game. Unless someone wants to, uh, you know, be that one three thousand dollar backer that's here. Oh, actually, dude, right? Actually, this this is in New Zealand dollars, so it only comes out to about two thousand U.S. dollars. So hey, that's uh, that's even cheaper. Come on, guys. Dude, yeah, it's a steal. Just, Just go freaking back them. And uh, Outworld Battlegrounds looks really, really awesome. It's a it's a top-down, like, 2D Battle Royale-style shooter. I think that looks really awesome. The only thing, once again, people need to learn how to craft a good trailer. I don't understand <laughs> how they're, they're hoping to get these massive amounts of money out of people with these fucking weird ass trailers like at some points the music gets like freakishly loud yeah. in the trailer or they used footage from the uh i'm assuming from a demo so it's like people talking but they're like whispering and i'm like i feel like you wanted me to hear that but <laughs> it's it's impossible because they're fucking whispering yeah they definitely need i, I wish kickstarter would do like multiple demos of like here's just a gameplay demo and here's a us talking demo because half the time like i i get why they do the the person talking is because you want to get like that information into it and really understand like who you're backing and stuff like that but sometimes you just want to see the game and you just want to be like is this a game i'm really gonna invest time into yeah for for outland outworld uh, battlegrounds specifically they have a lot of like different tiers but they're for a game that's hoping for 21k they oh. actually yeah they have no no go what ahead what were you go gonna ahead. say 
Oh, they have, like, really low amounts. Everybody else is hoping for, like, s like some of their biggest things are, like, several thousand dollars. And then for Outworld Battlegrounds, their highest one is, like, $590 or more. But still, that's, like, that's pretty low. And, no, and I, they have... I was so blown away by this. This is one of the things I wanted to talk about, and I totally forgot. When I first saw this, I was looking through the lowest one, which is the early backer deal, which apparently there's still, like, 18 spots left. You can buy this game for $4 in Canadian currency, which is $3 US, which is insane. How, like, I don't understand how they thought they were going to hit their mark with such low pledges like i'm i'm honestly baffled because it's it's so strange to see one of these kickstarters where you're not paying anywhere from 10 to 20 dollars for the digital copy of the game yeah normally uh, like in soundfall you pay 20 dollars to and that's the the basically the first thing that you could do and you get the digital copy of of soundfall when it comes out uh for the legend of toby maru you pay 15 dollars and you get the digital copy but outworld battlegrounds you pay four fucking dollars and you you get a bunch of like interesting stuff you get like a uh, wallpaper you get your name in the credits you get the the full game release which is apparently supposed to be by what the fuck you get a steam key for the full game by the 7th of december 2018 they're really shooting for that one Wait, that's what? a little odd Damn. <laughs> yeah that's that's what it says like it's it includes a steam key for the full release and in parentheses by 7 december 2018 that's a little odd like the game comes out literally in one month, supposedly, and you're asking for four dollars? Four fucking dollars? They have twenty-one days to go, but it seems like they're like their Kickstarter I I don't know. It seems like their Kickstarter might be to just like kinda get the money back that they've already put into it. They've got twenty-one days to go, um, a little bit under twenty thousand dollars to their goal, but I hope they reach it because this looks really cool and battle royales are super in right now and I feel like this would do <laughs> yeah Everybody yeah I feel like it. this would do really well because it's a different take on it it's a top-down shooter which is just so odd mm -hmm. to like put with a battle royale but the fact that the highest one that they have is $590 or more so you could pay more if you really wanted to I feel like that's it's really awesome that they did that because i don't know it feels like the the higher tier rewards um for these kind of games are always kind of like it's always out of reach i well, never yeah, think i'll be sure. able to get it but it's like i don't know it's just it's it's mind-boggling it's like being a little bit too generous like being so generous that you're being naive kind of a thing <laughs> yeah kind of yeah i'm always so impressed like not really impressed but just like baffled by the amount of money that people will invest in things that don't exist like it's it's crazy and and granted you get some really cool stuff like with um with soundfall you get to create your own easter egg inside the game you get to design a weapon inside the game you get you know t-shirt plushies a lot of like actual physical things that you get but like the highest version to get all that is a thousand dollars 
plus 500 so a thousand five hundred dollars like it's a lot of money <laughs> there's no there's no way someone like a common person like me could just be like yeah i really like this game i'm gonna and i and i'm even saying i'm like this game's gonna be a banger i believe in it but i <laughs> cannot give <laughs> that much money <laughs> for an investment the second I saw you tweet and say that this game was going to be a banger, I wanted to make fun of you so hard. <laughs> I love it. I love because it's so. Ah, it's just it's so. It's going to be good. Man. Just specifically because you called it a banger. Yeah, Soundfall. It it's got 21 days left and 21 hours, and it's already 132 percent of their goal. Yeah. Holy shit. This made its money in like less than an hour or like less than I guess it's 30 days. So basically less than a day they made the money they need and they still have an entire month of just <laughs> shit. They're just like, yeah, go for it. Just fucking give us more money. It'd be cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. damn. Do they got have these any? sweet physical rewards at only a hundred bucks. I might have to pitch in a hundred bucks here dude you know? <laughs> yeah no 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 let's i get a poster, a poster. I get a poster you do get it. and it is signed you get a signed poster oh, i didn't even see that dude i gotta fucking get that poster <laughs> you're fucking crazy no no that's okay i mean i do like the the design of the t-shirt but no i'm not gonna pay like what is it 100 80 dollars or some shit uh 350 yeah i think i'll pass yeah it's a shit buddy <laughs> <laughs> the over with the the outworld um you actually get a t-shirt that looks really dope but you have to pay 130 bucks for it because <sighs> that just blows my mind but it's a really cool looking t-shirt so fun these games yeah give them your money i mean or just pay four dollars yeah game. right <laughs> Just pay four fucking dollars and apparently get their game that comes out next month. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think they're gonna make it, unfortunately. I mean, maybe. Who knows? They've still got some time. They still got 21 days to go. So maybe if it like, you know, people start seeing it and it rolls through. But I don't know. If not, it sounds like they're still you know gonna come out with it because if they're planning on releasing in a month, like, it sounds like they're ready to do it. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, I wonder yeah, how I much mean, it would actually be now, though. Like, Yeah, right. You're getting this sweet steal. You're like, just pay $4 for it, and in a month you get it. And, like, in a month they release it for 20 bucks or something yeah, like exactly, that. You're just like, exactly. interesting choice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's about it for God Bless the Crowd. It's time to move on to our indie release schedule for this week. So this is for November 4th through November 10th. Basically, with this, every week we come to you and tell you every indie game, or not really every, because it's hard to find every indie game, but the majority of the indie games that are coming out this week on different consoles. I have them separated by console uh, between multiple consoles, PlayStation 4 and Vita, Xbox, Switch, Windows PC, and mobile. This week we don't have any mobile titles, so you guys don't really need to worry about that, but... Yeah, if you guys have a specific system, um, of course, I'll try to put it down in the timestamps below. Um, they should be up by the time this video goes up as well, but sometimes I don't get to the timestamps until like a couple hours after, so it just happens. But yeah, I'm, there's a shitload of indie games coming out this week, so just buckle up, Josh, because it's, it's going to get real hairy up in here, I guess. Click, what. click. 
Oh, he buckled up, guys. All right, so for multiple, we've got Sky Time coming to PlayStation 4 and Switch on Monday, November 5th. Brawlhalla coming to Xbox One and Switch Tuesday, November 6th. Grip coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Windows PC, and Switch for Tuesday, November 6th. The Shapeshifting Detective coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch uh, Tuesday, November 6th. Mechanica coming to Xbox One and Switch on Thursday, November 8th. Tiber Tennis Versus, which is an interesting name, uh, coming to PlayStation 4 and Switch Thursday, November 8th. And Rage in Peace, like I said, it would come back in the end section. Uh, it comes out to uh, Windows PC and Switch Thursday, November 8th. Now moving on to the PS4 and Vita list, we've got Omen of Sorrow coming to PS4 Sorrow, not Sorrow, Sorrow. Because <laughs> I can't read today for some reason. Omen of Sorrow coming to PS4 Tuesday, November 6th. Road Redemption coming to PS4 Tuesday, November 6th. Star Bear Taxi coming to PSVR uh, Tuesday, November 6th. Siren coming to PSVR Tuesday, November 6th. The Forest coming to PS4 uh, Tuesday, November 6th. Uh, Steel Rats coming to places for Wednesday, November 7th. And we only actually have two titles for Xbox One, but one of them is good. It's a good title. You guys should pick it up. Definitely don't buy Dead Cells. You know what I'm talking about? Get get this one. Uh, so for Xbox One, we've Aren't got Age Dead Cells. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, for <laughs> Xbox One, we've got Agents and Villains on Xbox One Wednesday, November 7th. And here's the jam right here. Chasm coming to Xbox One Friday, November 9th. That's right. By the time this posts, you could be listening to this. You're like, oh, man, I really want to play a game. Fucking buy Chasm. Buy Chasm. It's on the Xbox One. It's on the PS4. It's on the Nintendo Switch. Fucking buy it. <laughs> or buy Dead Cells. That's a thing, too. You could you could get both if you really wanted to. Uh, for a Nintendo Switch, we've got Moonlighter coming to the Switch Monday, November 5th. Full Metal Furies coming to Switch Tuesday, November 6th. Rogue Legacy coming to Switch Tuesday, November 6th. Crypto Game, maybe. Nintendo Switch Edition. <laughs> yeah, Crypto Game. Nintendo Switch Edition coming to the Nintendo Switch, obviously. Uh, Wednesday, November 7th. Daru, the art of cooperation, which, yeah, not even going to say it. Okay, yeah, it's like everyone makes the jokes that people are running out of names and they're yeah. just putting shit into random name generator. It's definitely true. It's 100% true. <laughs> Daru, the art of cooperation, comes to Switch Wednesday, November 7th. Astral Breed. Uh, coming to Switch Thursday, November 8th. Battlezone Gold Edition coming to Switch Thursday, November 8th. Crashlands coming to Switch Thursday, November 8th. Rage in Peace. Uh, yeah, apparently I didn't realize that I put it on here twice. Uh, coming to the <laughs> Nintendo Switch Thursday, November 8th. Sky Force Anniversary coming to Nintendo Switch Thursday, November 8th. Siberia 1 and 2 coming to the Switch Thursday, November 8th. The Bug Butcher, which actually looks really awesome. I might pick it up on Switch. Uh, coming to the Nintendo Switch Thursday, November 8th. The Walking Vegetables Radical Edition coming to Switch Thursday, November 8th. Varian coming to Switch Thursday, November 8th. K yeah, that's... How do you say that one? What'd you uh, think? Koladalot? Yeah, Koladalot. 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 It's something. It's coming to Sur uh, Switch Friday, November 9th. Forgotten Anne coming to Switch Friday, no Friday November 9th. And Saboteur! 
because it's got an exclamation point. Uh, coming to Switch Friday, November 9th. Oh my god. There's always so many indie games coming out every week. I really hope people are listening to this and they, <laughs> they actually buy some of them and play them. Maybe we because should it's... start switching off and I say some or something like that. Because I feel like by the end of this you're always trans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, it's so much fucking... It's so many words. Alright, time to get to Windows PC. Uh, we've got... And I really hope this is just... It it adequately describes the game is what I hope. It's Cheap Golf coming to Windows PC Monday, November 5th. Nowhere Patro. Patro. Nowhere Patro. Something like that. Uh, coming to Windows PC Monday, November 5th. Swords and Soldiers 2. Shar Armageddon. Shaw Armageddon. Something like that. Coming to Windows PC Tuesday, November 6th. We praise our glorious leader, the Flumph. I hate my life. Why? <laughs> I looked that game up. It looks so strange. <laughs> yeah, they like play praise like a Furby or some yeah, shit. It's so strange looking. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so weird. I just, I'm glad people are making weird games, but it's just yeah uh that comes to windows pc tuesday november 6th squally coming to windows pc tuesday november 6th stone towers coming to pc wednesday november 7th uh to see quo okay it's t-s-i-o-q-u-e hold up are you gonna put it in like a translator to see how to say it phonetically it says to sock what the fuck that's That doesn't make any sense. Okay, Tasak coming to Windows PC Wednesday, November 7th. Fluffy Horde coming to PC Wednesday, November 7th. Holy Potatoes, a spy theory. Theory? A spy story coming to Windows PC Wednesday, November 7th. Tin Hearts, which we've talked about before, coming to PC Thursday, November 8th. Despotism, 3K, maybe. Despacito. It looks a lot like Despacito. <laughs> Maybe I'm just dyslexic, but that looks like either Despacito or Despotism, apparently. Despotism. 3K. <laughs> coming to PC Thursday, November 8th. And the last game coming out this week. Uh, it's not the last game coming out this week, but it's the last one on this <laughs> list. It's Hellsign coming to Windows PC Friday, November 9th. That's it. No more games this week. Yeah, that's all you get is freaking <laughs> Hellsign. That's it. Play fucking Tin Hearts or Apple Street or fucking Rage in Peace, whatever. It doesn't matter. Don't. Just fucking <laughs> buy an indie game and play it. So what we like to do after we read this massive list of indie games that come out each week is choose one that we think looks awesome and we might want to pick out. And, and we might want to pick up. I can't exactly say that I've gotten any of them yet, which is interesting, but it's kind of a nice little call out. So did you pick one yet that you think looks just so good you have to have and you don't already have i did uh i mean kind of uh so there's two on my list here that i definitely would be interested in picking up so the first one is going to be moonlighter for the switch of course um, because it just looks awesome and we've talked about it before but because of that i didn't want to just pick that one alone since we have mentioned that quite a few times but the main one that i think from this week that i've i've seen this way back when when it was first on pc and i've always wanted to pick it up but just never really did so i might consider it now is the bug uh, the bug the bug butcher <laughs> 
<laughs> the boog. <laughs> the boog butcher. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm the dyslexic one. Uh, <laughs> the bug butcher. So this, it actually looks really cool. It reminds me a lot of, God, this is gonna, I don't know why the name is escaping me right now, but the old uh, Newgrounds Flash game where it was a little alien uh, that was running around. Oh yeah, I know stuff. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you had to like dodge shit by just crouching and then it, shooting. Yeah, it was the game that that came out before that they were like, oh, Castles Crashers, what a crazy game, and they they did like a lot of marketing for that game as well from beforehand, but it was specifically to Newgrounds. God, I have to look this up now. It it reminds me a lot of that, but it's more of you're in a specific location and you're just dodging things that are coming out at you and you're shooting. Um, your main thing is like to the left right and upwards uh as well as um on an axis of shooting to the sides uh and it just looks like a lot of fun um the one thing that i've seen on the steam reviews is someone was upset that apparently the campaign they don't allow you to play multiplayer but there is like a multiplayer mode in it um which is a little upsetting because one of the things that i was like oh man this would be really cool if you could go through that campaign um but maybe that's changed i don't know um i haven't dug as deep as I could have, um, but it does look like a lot of fun to just pick up, and I'm not sure how much it's going to be on the Switch, but for PC, I think it's only like eight bucks, which really isn't that bad. Yeah, I think I see the comment you're talking about, and that was like apparently two hours ago. So. Ah, okay, well, uh, yeah. it's probably not changed <laughs> since. Yeah, they probably didn't change it within the past two hours that you could uh, play the game, uh, oh the campaign in co-op. God. But yeah. Newgrounds the bug butcher. so different. <laughs> <laughs> now you're popping over to Newgrounds? To yeah, see I'm just trying like. to find out what it, what that alien game was. It, their website looks crazy different. Sorry to interrupt you. It's just it's blowing my mind right now. <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to pretty much say the bug butcher as well. I thought it looked really interesting. Other than that, there's like the walking vegetables, which looks super weird and fun. Um, but if there's any game that I was probably going to pick up, in reality, it's Are you fucking gonna say chasm, chasm bitch. You motherfucker. It's fucking chasm. <laughs> I'm going to buy it on the Xbox One as well and still not play it. I'm going to play fucking Dead Cells instead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least you're giving them some support. <laughs> yeah, right? I love BitKid. They made a fucking sweet game. I'm just really bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> it is Alien Hominid. That is the name of the game. <sighs> Alien Hominid. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I love the art style of apparently Alien Hominid is what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So how do you think this podcast went today? Did you enjoy it? Did you think, man, it's just the best game I've ever played? The best game? The best, the best game? This is the best game I've ever played. Podcasting so with Vaughn. 2018. <laughs> that is a pretty fucking good game, dude. It, it brings the most joy I've ever seen anybody have in their lifetime. So, suck it, <laughs> so suck, suck it, Alex. It. Way to not yeah, be on the podcast. Take that. That's what you get. The not trio prevails again. <laughs> now I'm just stuck at looking at pictures of Alien Hominid because I love its art style. <laughs> and these fucking game. people dressing up like it is like costumes. They're fucking cosplaying as it. God damn it, that's a sweet game. I'm gonna have to fucking try to play some yeah That's battle block do, theater man. they yeah, also they created make, castle crashers make like a big uh collection of those games like from the past like alien hominid castle crashers uh battle block theater and just shove them all into like a switch game 
Just do like, that would be new, really sweet. The Newgrounds collection or what? Or Behemoth collection. That's what they call themselves. That's what they call themselves. Yeah, <laughs> not the Newgrounds dudes. <laughs> the guys over on Newgrounds are like, yeah, we're just basically like stealing other people's games and publishing them. I mean, it, it, to to a to a degree, yeah, that's kind of what it, <laughs> it was. But <laughs> man. it it's kind of like the uh, the the man who wrote the I want to say George R. R. Martin, but no, mm. he's the one who wrote the wrote uh, the Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, that's Game of Thrones. Yeah, not the one I'm thinking of. For so, it escapes me what the offer of fucking Lord of the Rings is. I don't uh, know why. That's Tolkien. Uh, yeah, yeah, Tolkien. He so apparently he published the the books, but didn't like copyright them. Apparently, he did so in the UK, and then so there was an American publishing company who just started publishing the books, and didn't give anything to him. They just started publishing the books like assholes, and he was like fucking stop <laughs> licensing uh, licensing is a bitch yeah right it'll fucking kill you uh i think this podcast went well i think it's a good podcast i like this podcast uh, i'd give it like a you know 7.5 out of 10 ah that's okay that's that's what i'd give breath of the wild so it's oh my god really <laughs> no i'm just kidding oh, i was like i was like no <laughs> so many people all the hate mail it cuts so deep to people if you say you'd give Breath of the Wild anything below a 10 that it's just like, I'm just going to say 7.5. <laughs> Going real deep. Well, we post the indie game, this indie game podcast uh, each and every Friday. If you guys would like us to uh, read your games or you have some news you want us to know about, make sure you tweet at uh, High Legion, which is me, or what's your, what's your Twitter handle, Josh? Because I forgot it. <laughs> in a second i was gonna say it. <laughs> that's okay it's it's the underscore josh so that's josh with an r in the middle and then 90 nine zero see it's the nine zero that i always forget i keep thinking 69 for some reason <laughs> i it's would just... <laughs> not put that as my answer <laughs> the josh 69 <laughs> it's better than 420 in my opinion i mean i guess so but you know yeah, I don't know. It's, it's whatever. Uh, yeah, if you guys would like your indie games featured on the Indie Incursion podcast, make sure to uh, you can DM me or just tweet at us or whatever. And make sure to follow uh, the happenings of Parallax Media. Um, there are several awesome articles coming out that I think people are really going to like. We do a lot of like indie games articles and seemingly a shitload of JRPG stuff because a lot of us really like JRPGs, I guess. <laughs> And a lot of people who really like them. Egg roll going crazy. Yeah, that was an interesting moment in history. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, like the the leader, the the founder of our website. We were having a manager meeting or a editor meeting the other day, and his wife called Errol Egg Roll, and it was so weird. I was like, "How are you thinking his name is Egg Roll? It's Errol." <sighs> Something tells it. me it's gonna stick, though. I mean, John called him E-Roll for, like, months, so <laughs> shit happens. Oh, wow. So that's about the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to Episode 5 of the Indian Incursion Podcast. Hopefully, by the time I post this, I will have found some sort of podcast feed to post it on. So, yeah, good luck to me. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching <laughs> or listening, and I hope you guys have a great day. Take it easy. Oh, 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 oh,